right, people. Thank you guys for coming in. We are waiting for our guests to come in. So while they're ready to come in, I want to thank you guys for the support. Also, this has been a great Saturday. I am truly enjoying myself. Truly, truly enjoying myself. And I hope you guys are enjoying keeping their real conversations with sunshine. So my next guests are my leaders from Destiny on Purpose International with the Apostle Corey and Lady Leandria. We uh, are. Oh, I was about to say, like, where in the world is she at? <laughs> That's my virtual background. Oh, we are fancy around here on the virtual. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yes, ma'am. How are you today? I am great. I cannot complain. I am landed a living, and that's all I can say. Amen. <laughs> so before we get started, um, I do introductions to Real Conversations with Sunshine. I let people know that I believe we're supposed to get the separation, that we are one person away, one advice away, one help away from where we want to be. And then I let the people know how I know the person that I'm talking to. Amen. So I knew Lady um, Leandra Harris for some years now, in the background, kind of, sort of. And then recently, in the, last, um, the end of 2020, the Lord led me to Destiny on Purpose. And I will must say, I must say, my life has totally changed for the better, for the greater good of them who love the Lord. Amen. So I asked them to come on. I really wanted them to come on as, you know, going into the, the beginning part of the year or the end of the year, but it's time now. So with her being... Um, the first lady, the only lady. We're going to be real on the balance of life, as we say, behind the veil. Um, we're going to have her talk about, um, I don't know if it's a struggle for her. I don't know. We'll find out in a minute. Um, of wearing multiple hats um, with being a wife, a mother working a full-time job and being an entrepreneur and all the stuff that goes with ministry. So I don't know which one you want to take first. <laughs> I could take all of them. 
Um, I just want to first give honor to God who is truly the head of my life. I give God praise for allowing me another day. I give God praise leaving from a funeral and I'm just blessing God for life on today. I also want to give praise uh, to God for my husband, which is my pastor, the apostle of the Destiny on Purpose Deliverance Church, where everybody is somebody. Amen. And so I just want to uh, thank God for, if I can call you sunshine on here. Uh, okay. I thank God for sunshine, for giving us this opportunity. Um, I thank God for it because I don't really do interviews. I let my husband do the interviews. And so, you know, I was just like, oh, Lord, questions is coming after me. And um, I have to answer it. So I just give God praise for the opportunity. Um, I just want to say that my husband isn't with me at the moment because he's at the barbershop and I'm sitting in the car waiting on him. And you know how that goes when it comes to uh, Saturday and getting your hair cut. And we called him in advance and he just put somebody in front of my husband. So I'm prayerfully he'll be done so that he can get on to um, do his interview. However, I'm going on to the question or statement that Sunshine um, just said. Being a wife, a mother, a first lady, and an entrepreneur, it is not a struggle for me. God has given me grace. He has given me the ability to do it all. I tell people that I am a woman of many hats. And that's how my first lady was. She was a woman of many hats. Now, um, everything that I do, um, I try to do in perfection. Now, I'm not going to say that I know how to do everything. Being a, um, a woman with so many titles, a challenge does come with being um, in those positions. Now, struggle, no. Challenges, yes. Because even as being a, a wife, of course, we know that the enemy does not like marriage and he wants to come up against it in any way that he can. And so making sure that you have someone that you can talk to, a covering, someone that's praying for you, someone that you can trust, someone that you can confide in, you know, when you're going through the vicissitudes of marriage, you know, um, that is well needed as a woman because us as women we carry so many different emotions and we deal with so many things different from men and so it is very important that we have somebody that we can talk to and release because i tell people all the time and it's very comical to me is that god don't respond right away he not gonna give you that mm -hmm, all right i understand you know this is what i want you to do or i've been there i've done that i've experienced that he's not going to give you that he's going to respond when he's ready to respond and so i'm that type of person i need that mm -hmm, okay i'm listening even if you don't have the advice to give me as long as i know that you're listening and i can release what's on my heart because sometimes us as women or just even as people when we turn around and we hold and we harbor, you know, all of that stuff that we're dealing with, it turns into sickness and people don't realize that, you know, you turn around and you get headaches, you can get cancer, you can get um, ulcers, you can get some of everything um, that the enemy 
can can release to you if it's what whatever type of infirmity it is you know you can get that by just holding stuff in and so mm -hmm. it's very important that you have a confidant somebody that you can talk to that you can trust that you can release information to um without having it thrown back in your face yeah i'm not yes. that type of person i don't like for me to release and tell you something and you throw it back in my face Right, now right. I don't trust you. I don't want to talk to you no more. And I'm going back into my uh, corner or into my little comfort zone with just me and the Lord with him not responding to me because I'd rather for him not to respond and give me that mm -hmm and okay than to talk to somebody and give them everything that I'm dealing with. And they turn around, they talk about me, they release it or they throw it back in my face when uh, something happens. And that's okay. a part of um, that's that that wife portion, you know, you have to be able to, you know, um, release because it's not always easy and it's not going to be easy It's because the enemy does not like marriage and he's going to try his best to separate that union that God brought together. Now, brought if God together. did not bring it together, that's something totally different. Right. <laughs> if God didn't bring that union together now, I, I always tell people that God can bless it. But you may go through some things in that marriage because he did not bring that union together. Mm -hmm. um, now, do I go to the next the next thing as for a first yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you said a uh, wife and um you you can go with mom. Okay. Now being a mother, it can be a challenge. I only have one son, but I have many sons and daughters spiritually. And being a mom and a spiritual mom, it it can be a challenge, not a struggle. Mm -hmm. It can be a challenge is because we all know that children don't listen and they hard headed and trying to juggle everything that I have going on. It, it can be it can be hard sometimes, you know, and, and trying to teach them the ways of holiness or trying to teach them um, the, the street world. See, I, I grew up on the east side of Detroit. And so, you know, I don't just believe in just releasing spiritual uh, spiritual things. I believe in giving you the natural sense as well, because if you go out there uh, on the street, you you can, I mean, you can bring the spiritual sense, you know, you can have the, the spirituality and, and, and everything above what's written in the Bible. You can have all of that. But when you go out there and you're dealing with somebody that's from the street, they not going to want to hear no eco-bosha. You got to know how to talk. You got to know how to handle. You got to be street smart. You got to, you know, no body language. You got to look you know make sure you're looking around because some people this new generation they're not street smart so they don't know you know about okay make sure when you get in your car you lock your doors right away or make sure you know um if you by yourself and you see somebody looking at you you know do you understand the body language you know do it look like they're getting ready to rob you or do it look like you know they're getting ready to approach you to you know do anything to you or just the actual simple question or are they genuine you know this new generation they don't know how to pick up stuff like that and so you know being a mom i have to you know juggle you know everything i have to you know learn and and not learn but teach you know, how to cook the things that I know how to cook because I'm not a cooker. So, you know, the things that I know how to cook. <laughs> That's why I say, you know, 
I don't know everything, you know, we still learning, even as being a wife, you know, and a first lady, a mother, you still learning as you go is because there's not a handbook, although we have the Bible, you know, to guide us and direct us, but directors, but it's not a, um, a handbook to tell you how to be a mother, you know, uh, how to be a mother to your child, because right. everybody parent differently, according to their child. Yeah, everybody is different. And so according to my child, I have to parent a little bit different because he's, you know, growing up in this new generation. And, you know, this new generation, they like to be on games all day. They lazy. They don't want to clean. They don't want to, you know, get in the bathroom, wash up, brush their teeth. You know, you have to teach them, you know, the principles of how you grew up but not everything you have to teach them a little bit differently it's because of how the world is changing now mm -mm. okay i don't have um uh, the the next topic in front of me what else i'm talking about um we said wife mother full-time job and entrepreneurship okay now having a full-time job and being an entrepreneur it's not a struggle again, but it's definitely a challenge. Why is it a challenge? Is because the way that the Lord has blessed my business is it, it can. Okay, I don't want to say this because there's so much I want to say when it comes to being an entrepreneur, at working, and being a mother and a first lady. <laughs> It is a challenge um, because I can't really push my business the way that I want. It's because I don't have that balance. So now we are talking about balance because it is very important that you have a balance in life. And when it comes to my business, I definitely, and we supposed to be being true, keeping it real. I definitely don't have a balance when it comes to business. It's because you know, I if somebody called me last minute, I'm okay. I want to be able to assist you. I want to be able to do your t-shirt. I want to be able, I don't do hair as much because I used to do hair. I haven't done that in a couple of years, but t-shirts, somebody wants some t-shirts, I'm I'm on it. And sometimes I can I can neglect my responsibilities as a mother, as a wife, and as a first lady because I'm trying to get this business done. And so we have to make sure that we have a balance when it comes, because the way that the Lord is blessing my business, you know, and because I don't have that help that I used to have, I'm working alone. And so by me working alone, of course, it takes because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to me making T-shirts. I love when somebody say, this is awesome. This is phenomenal. How were you able to do this? And I tell people all the time, I'm not trying to be so spiritual, but when I do t-shirts and I don't know what to do, I pray and ask the Lord to give me an idea. Mm -hmm. It is very important. Even when you're doing your business, you want to make sure that you include God in everything that you do. It's because he knows all things. He knows when you're going to get tired. He knows when you're going to get weary. He knows everything. And so it's very important that we include God in everything that we do. And so I pray and ask the Lord, you know, to, to help me with different designs or help me with different things. And so now I'm praying that the Lord will give me balance. That way I can be able to give my husband, a part, a, a part of me, I can be able to give my son, I'm going to take that back. 
I don't want to give my husband a part of me. I want to be able to give my husband everything. I want to be able to give my son everything. I want to be able to be, to give the church everything. My business and my, you know, they can get a portion of me, but when it comes to family, it is important that you give them everything. And if you're not able to ask the Lord for strength, ask the Lord for guidance, ask the Lord to help you through it all is because, you know, the way that things are going, you know, um, with the world, that, that business don't mean, well, to me, my business right. don't mean nothing. Right. You know, right. my husband, my son, the church, Lord's willing will be there. And they are the ones that need me 100%. And so it is very important to people that are listening, that are watching, that you definitely have a balance in your life when it comes to if you got, if you're a woman like me or even a man and you have many, many hats, it is important that you have a balance so that you can um, alleviate the confusion that may come in your household is because i've had many disagreements with my husband when it came to me trying to put my business before him put my business before the church put my business before my son you know i wasn't being that that mother that daughter to my parents you know taking it for granted that you know, we'll be here tomorrow because right. I'm worried about making a dollar. And so we have to, all money isn't good money. And that's what I had to tell myself, even as a first lady, you know, people will look at you on the outside in and think that you got it all the way together. And that's not always true. You dress right. nice, got your hair done. You you may talk a good game and people look at, oh, I want to be just like her. I want to be just no like idea. her. No, you don't. You have no, have no idea, idea what I had to go through to get to this place. You have no idea what I had to go through to get to church. You had no idea what I had to go through to get to this business. Yes. And you're talking about you want to be just like me or you want to, you know, pursue the things that I pursue. No, you better pursue what God has uh, get, given you to pursue because you're trying to do what I've done. You may not be able to make it because the Lord has given me grace and mercy to be able to make it out of what I've been in. Yes. And so you may not be able to survive what I've survived. While you pointing the finger, you, you may not be able to go through the, the anointing that we had to, the, the anointing that we produce, the anointing that me and my husband produce, and even my husband, and I got to see him, probably had to go in there and see if he available. Or maybe you can take some sunshine while I'm talking to see if uh, he in that chair so I won't go in and, and it's a lot of noise. But people, they don't understand the 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 crushing the the beating the people talking about us people turning their back people stabbing us in they in our back with their words people turning against us having people turning against us with the things that they're saying that's not even true people don't even understand what we had to go through to operate in the anointing that we operate in in destiny on purpose we don't count it to be, to be strained, we don't take it for, I say that we don't take it for granted that the Lord has allowed us to operate in the type of anointing that he has allowed us to operate in is because we had to fight for that. We had to go through that. 
I have a revival or I haven't had it in a couple of years, but I had a revival um, that I was doing a couple of years and it was called, I survived this. Whatever your this is, whether it was persecution, whether it was people talking about you, whether it was you losing your job, your home, your family, I survived this. And the reason why I survived this was only because of God's grace and mercy. But because I survived this, I can tell my testimony. I can operate in healing. I can operate in the anointing. I can get up and 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 minister the way that I minister is because of what I went through. It's because what I've experienced. And people, they don't understand it. They look at us and they, oh, they so young. They this, oh, baby. The reason why the Lord, I believe the reason why the Lord has sent young and old to us is because we've been through hell and hot water and we can get up and we can teach and we can and we can tell people how they can make it through. Well, that, that is so much, it's so many nuggets that you have said so far that this is why I said what I said to you about telling Telling the truth, coming on here and keeping it real. I don't know why this hair is all on my lips, Lord Jesus. Um, because people will think when they see you ministering or you see you come in with the heels and the nice dress and the hair done and all this stuff, you looking at your outside, but you have no idea the cost, the price that they had to pay to get to where they are now. And even in that, we were taught as a younger person watching all these other people be in church all day, all day, all day. And they neglected home and the church divorces went up because here you are in church all day. Then you gonna give me the little bit of you and then you fall asleep. I have been guilty of that being in church all day Think I'm going to come home to my husband and get him whatever and then go to sleep. He'd be like, you could have went back to church. I'm so out of order that my ministry is home first, Mm -hmm. then the church. And we got it backwards. We was going all hard for the church. And then when it came home to doing what you're supposed to do as a wife, you tired. Mm-hmm. You think my husband want, no, we're not about to do that. No, you out of order. And so I was like, well, I know my first lady is going to keep it real. She can't, she can't help it because her husband keeps it real. So I know because um, behind behind closed doors, you'll always be the lady. You'll always be the lady. But Corey is still a man first. Mm-hmm. Then we can put the apostleship on later. Mm-hmm. We still have, you know, your son. I'm not going to say his name on here for other reasons. But... Mm-hmm. You still have to be a mother to him. And and sometimes we we miss the mark when, you know, you have, like you said, you have other spiritual daughters. You have other spiritual sons that might be more needy than your son. And you still have to have balance in that because 
It's not like they take precedence over your own birth son. And he's a he's growing up. He's coming into the age where he's trying to find himself as well. So it's like, okay, here comes the preteen. Lord, we knew how we were mm-hmm. and still let allow him to be a child and not, you know, so spiritually that we like, you know what, you can't do nothing but home and church. That's it. Mm-hmm. We don't want him to, you know, resent being a PK. We don't want that because we already know <laughs> the drama and trauma that comes from if it's not a balanced life with PKs. And it's true so because I, I had radio to, land that is a preacher's kid. Yeah, I had to realize because um, for a couple of years, I didn't realize it until just recent, the beginning of this, of this year, that I was putting the church before my family. We used wow. to have, you know, um, even girls, some girls that used to stay with us. We used to, you know, um, house them and, and you know, and everything. And I used to, I, I didn't give my my mother, my sister, people like, oh, you got a sister. I was around them girls more than I was around my sister, my mom, my dad. And they were always complaining. I just brushed it off like, whatever, you know, y'all don't understand, you know, what they need. And so now that they aren't around, something had happened in the beginning of, of the year um, to where my dad almost died. And I'm grateful that the Lord has blessed him and allowed him to live um, another day. However, it wasn't until this year that I realized that I wasn't operating, because that I wasn't being the first lady or showing uh so much I need I want to say about that it I didn't realize that I was being the person that I was preaching about in front of my family mm. I was I wasn't really calling my parents them I was you know acting up you know and and not realizing that I could be the one that could be causing them not to want to be a part of church you know, they, they was wow. coming to the church, but they wasn't like coming like that because they're like, you know, well, maybe my daughter don't want me to be around her or, you know, she act funny or she be acting meaner. But people at church see me as the first lady that smile, the first lady that God bless you, hugging on you. But on the flip side, my parents and them not seeing the same thing. When I wow. go around them, you know, I look like, OK, I'm ready to go. I'm irritated. I don't feel like being around y'all. And I began to get convicted like never before. Like, I could take them. You know, the Lord, I can take them away from you. And you won't be able to see them at all. And you actually have your parents. Because my husband will always get on me and say, I don't even have my parents. You know, and you treat your parents like they dead. And he said, you know, he would be so hurt about that. And, And, you know, whatever spirit I was dealing with, I was just like, okay, whatever. It didn't convict me. I it I don't know what happened. Somebody they said they got a praying grandmother. Well, I got a praying husband. And he probably whatever his prayers just not manifested this year when it comes to my parents them because I had to call my as stubborn as I could be. I had to call my mother and repent to her just the other day. Wow. And tell her 
that I was sorry for not being, I didn't even want to give her excuses because sometimes, you know, when you go on and you apologize and it's not even meant, don't leave the excuses, just apologize and do better. Right. It, it, I don't even, we already, they already know what you done done before. They already know what you done said, what you know, you ain't even, you don't even have to go down the line. I'm sorry for doing this, that, and the other. No, I apologize. Or I, re, if you want to be churchy, I repent to you, you know, and, and I promise with the help of the Lord that I will not return back to the vomit that the Lord has delivered me from. And right. so my mom was like, she couldn't even really go into well, you was doing this and that and the other because she was like, she was stuck on the phone like, oh, okay. Or she could say, oh, okay. It's because she wasn't expecting for me to respond to her the way that I've done. And my husband will always tell me, you won't get before the church to tell them, you know, that you ain't listening. Mm -mm. Here go my platform right here because I'm ashamed of the devil. The devil is a lie. No, I was not that perfect first lady. But let me tell you something. The Lord has given me another day, grace and mercy, and I dare not be a first lady and die and go to hell from the church because I cannot love. Wow. And the preacher said at the funeral today, he said, um, I don't want to go into the story, but that's a long story. But however, he talked about, you know, many people. Uh, no, he said he was talking about the rich man. Oh, he was talking about the rich man. He said the rich man did not die and go to hell. Be no, he said the Bible didn't say that the rich man was a drug dealer, um, a, a thief, uh, an adulterer. He said he didn't say that. He said, I mean, the Bible didn't say that. The Bible talked about that the rich man didn't give like he was supposed to. He was basically mm. selfish. The rich man was basically selfish. And he began to talk about having that love. And he said, many people not going to die just because, you know, oh, you got a good heart or you giving this to you. But if you don't have the love in your heart, a lot of people going to die because they ain't giving that love, that Christ love. Wow. And it convicted me. I said, okay, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Because you just, all you did was give me confirmation for what I did the other day. It's because that's what people are looking at. You got to show love even to your family. That's not even in the church because right. you could be that only example. And I got a lot of people that's looking to me that I don't even know that's looking to me. And I have to be that example and show that Christ love. I'm showing love to everybody else and I can't show love to my family. The devil is a liar. And right. I'm sharing and that's that the today. Part, um, like you said, that people people are watching us and we don't even realize that they're watching. They're paying attention. Um, I know <laughs> it might seem comical, but my my sister used to get upset when I used to call sisters in Christ. My sister like, oh, hey, sis, whatever, whatever. But you don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right. I, you know, and I, I tried to make a conscious decision to, you know, check on my sister. She mm -hmm. here. This is my blood. Mm -hmm. And I'm treating somebody outside of my house better than I'm treating the person that, yep, that lived with me, grew up with me, who has my back at the end of the day. Um, you know, and I was like, wow, I can't. Um, I think one thing my sister did that really touched me the most. My sister went all out her way to make sure that my uh, 
my, um, I'm gonna say bachelorette, whatever you wanna call it. She uh, went out her way, opened up her house, and um, she did all of these things. She made sure I had everything for my wedding and everything more, I would say more than some, some. And I'm like, here it is. I, I was putting people in the church ahead of my sister. Mm -hmm. I was putting people ahead of my own mother. And like you said, it's like, no, how are you going to draw me in? If you, you giving them like there's, you know, second class citizens or something. So I, I understand, you know, like we got to do better. The ones that we see every day, we have to love on them regardless if they were born into it or not. Um, as the Bible talk about how, how can we love God and we ignore the people that we see every day? How, how you do that? And you know, and I wasn't even seeing them every day. I was going, you know, I was so used to them calling me. I was going days and, you know, and they'll call me, hey, just call them to make sure everything got right. We ain't heard from you because I was so used to not talking to them. And some, we got to break those negative habits because that was a habit that I had was not talk. I was so used to not talking to my parents, calling everybody, wanting different people to love on me. And I kept saying it and I've been saying this for a while, but it's really penetrating that I want everybody to love me and the ones that will break their back and love me beyond measure. I'm, you know, shutting the door in their face. So I'm, you know, shining them away and I don't want to be around them. No, nah. because my husband, he is a family man. And so whatever I, I went through and I did go through certain things with, as far as rejection and, you know, um, people turning their back on me and talking about me, it caused me to shut out everybody plus family. And so I felt like, shoot, family going to always be there. Let me try to, you know, love on those that really don't love on me. And hopefully they'll love me and understand who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's the mindset that I had, but with everything going on, I said, uh-uh, you know, family is everything, and that is the truth. And so, you know, I thank God for a conviction, you know, because some people, you know, they they can't, they still can't even feel God's conviction. Some people. Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful. Um, Pastor is um he just said he's in the chair now. Well, <laughs> maybe five minutes ago. So um what was that he would have yeah, been done so, if the guy wouldn't put that boy in front of him i'm so sorry it's okay i'm sure when he do get on he gonna hit the target and the time the time that he has left but i just think um thank god that he has placed me in um a ministry that the name itself well definitely uh destiny on purpose for those who just joined in like i said like and share the videos um i would have never knew and had the opportunity to do what i'm doing had i not had someone to uh, push and um pour into me i still probably would have been in the cave in the background 
hoping and wishing that one day I get called on. Mm -hmm. Um, and now that we're in a place where peace abides, love abides, I have to uh, tell you again, um, thank you for being approachable. Thank you for being real that at any moment you kick off shoes just like I do that uh, at any moment, you know, might let the hair down, whatever the case may be. But it is a good thing to have someone who's approachable and real. Because at the end of the day, if you're constantly coming to church with a mask on, constantly coming to church with this facade that you got it all together, we will assume that all things are together. And the realness will not allow us to heal. The, the um, Being fake will not allow us to heal. Um, being fake will not allow us to um, truly get the emotions out. And someone telling me, I've been there, done that. As you can see, I'm already, I'm still here. Now you can do it too. I have somebody that at any moment, if I have any questions about marriage, women's stuff, whatever the case may be, I have someone who's there to actually tell me now, look, don't do X, Y, and Z, because mm -hmm. this is what's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. um, and you you came in ministry at what, what age? Ooh. How many people watching? I hate telling my age. <laughs> oh, and what ministry? Like no purpose. Yeah. Oh Lord, let me see. Uh, in my late twenties. <laughs> so, I say this to say, and this is an encouragement to you. Late twenties. Wherever you are now, we're going to say no age. <laughs> you have mothers in, in the church and even fathers who respect you, not just because you have that title as the only lady, not first lady, <laughs> but because of the anointing that you have. And that, that goes and speaks volumes. You have people that's following you from little kids all the way up. Everybody can't do that. Everybody's not graced to do that. Let me tell you, I tell people that you have to remain humble because God can take it away from you within moments. And I'm always so grateful. I'm, And I, I said this before, that I'm not even intimidated that I have older women that's in the church that can still teach me something. It's because that's what we have been praying for. And I believe that is important to be able to have mothers or somebody there that can sit back and discern, all, all right, baby, uh-uh, now pull me to the side. No, don't do it that way. Do it this way. I Because when I come before people, I want them to see, you know, I don't want them to see no no imperfections and, and stuff like that, you know, and it, now I'm a mother, I, I make sure I don't wear nothing too tight. I know my husband may like me to dress a certain way, but I'm very cautious of of what I have on. And, you know, I may not always wear no skirt all the way down to my ankle, 
But you best believe if if it's if it's too short, either I'm going home and change or I'm putting a lap scarf and I'm wrapping something around me. It's because I'm not that type of first lady that's gonna try to provoke the men that's in there as well. You know, and I want, you know, people to be able to see the the difference in me. I, I like my heels, I like my 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 gym shoes. I like my flats, you know, I like my ponytail, you know, I, I don't have to worry about, you know, trying to be somebody that I'm not, you know, and that's what I used to be when I first started in ministry or started dating my husband, everybody wanted me to be a prophetess or they wanted me to be this way. And so I started to become somebody that i never thought that I was. Mm. I started to become hang angry. I became bitter. I became um, silenced. And so I guess one day I had an epiphany and, you know, that's why I'm very bold with what I say now. You know, I even when you asked about this interview, I was a little nervous because I said, I don't know what she want because I don't want to have to lie. I don't want to have to act like I'm somebody and I'm not. That's why the Lord has given me that slogan, be a confident you. It's because for a long time, I was not confident in who I was. And me and my husband talk about this all the time. My husband, when we first got together, my husband was very, very mean and he was controlling. And so I did not know who I was. I didn't know that I really had a voice and so one day i was like you know and i'm sick of this you know who you talking to you know I, I, wait a minute now you know and so even now you know i have to make sure i don't do too much is because i have to make sure that you know i'm teaching the women to be a right way you know don't you 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 can have a voice but don't be disrespectful to your husband you know make sure that you know you respond in a way you know uh of i don't even want to say that a christian woman should you know you just make sure that you're responding in the way that god will want you to respond you know and so um every day may not be peaches and cream you know but you gotta know how to navigate through it and so i'm grateful that god has given me mothers you know that if i'm if i'm struggling although i may have been in ministry a long because sometimes i don't care how long you've been in ministry the enemy or something may hit you to where you gonna need a little help to get back up and so I'm grateful that the Lord has sent us mothers and I can call on the mother and say, hey, listen, I'm a little low today. I need you to help me get back up because you may need me tomorrow. And if I'm down, I can't help you, mother, you know. So I am grateful and I'm very humble because I know God can take it away from me. And, you know, I know it's a lot of members that is in DOP that are older than me. And I honor that I have the respect that I have when it comes to the older women, because I tell people all the time, people do not have to be nice to you and people do not have to respect you. They don't, especially in this world that we living in or this time that we living in, people, they don't have to respect you. And I give God praise that people respect me and people actually want to get to know me because people always prejudge me and look at me and say, oh, she means she not smiling or she got this persona where she don't play no games. No, I don't play no games. I um listen, I, I love to be comical, I love to laugh, I love to joke, but when it's time to put that different hat on, I got a different hat on and I ain't about to be playing with you either. As we say at DOP, we don't play with them demons, we cast them out. And baby, I ain't got time to, you know, we got to switch roles. But I'm saying all this to say is that you have to remain humble, you know, because God didn't have to do that for us. And He sent us a lot of older people, mothers, broken uh whole you know he sent us all kind of people at dop and the stuff that we went through i believe that it was to um uh, strengthen us for the people that was getting ready to come to dop 
I believe that um, I have seen, I have seen since I've been there, I have seen a change in you um, where God is forcing you back into the front. Um, So it is, I need you just like everyone else needs you. Um, and I'm, I'm like respectful to the point that I look after church, hi, hug, you know, take a picture, going about my business, because I know you still have, um, ministry to do when, once you leave and being married is ministry in itself. My job, I tell people, and I don't think people really realize that my job is never done. I tell them I got (laughs) my my eyes. I'm trying to keep these things up here. Y'all pray for me. I'll be trying to keep these things up, but I I hardly ever sleep. Um, I'm always on the move. I always got something to do. I can't sit still. So yeah, ministry um never in marriage um it it is ministry in itself. And mm-hmm. um to see someone even you know young, happy in marriage going on with the lord like you know i still need my vacation i still need you know the time to release and relax and just me and you um that's the moments that i understand um you need the most mm-hmm. um and it, and that's a good thing to see that uh that timing is coming that you'll be able to do more traveling mm-hmm. um and help is on the way i receive I it love in it. jesus name <laughs> i love it i receive um, it in jesus name i'm waiting on him to text me back he's gonna have a couple of minutes and i'm gonna tell her i'm not stretched and talking about rambling around and trying to figure out what to say on here so those that are watching or listening y'all excuse me because i wasn't prepared to answer you know, all these other questions. See, I don't, I'm not the type of person that have all these big words and, and big old sentences and stuff, you know, and so I'm just, I'm just a different type of first lady. You know, I I, I don't have, you know. It's not I'll even rambling. It's, it's who you are. And that's the, that's the genuine thing. I told you from jump, I wasn't going to give you what the questions I was going to ask you. No, it has to be authentic and genuine. <laughs> so whatever comes out, that's what it's going to be. Amen. Amen. So um I don't know <laughs> if uh it's 248 now. 12 more minutes before three o'clock. So hopefully within these 12 minutes, you you start talking to the people and hopefully within these 12 minutes, Pastor be out here. And if he got 60 seconds, that's all he gonna have to give is 60 seconds because he's gonna show his face. <laughs> He gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take this phone and I there. might have to um extend it. You might just got another grace. Hold on. Somebody just messaged. Uh yeah. Um we might can extend it because the my cousin that was supposed to come on at three, um, she might not be able to. Okay. So we might have uh to four. So <laughs> God knows. Yeah, let me um 
I'm sending it to him now. All right. I can't see who's on here. I can't either. <laughs> I don't know. Because um, we were doing another program and um, he was like, well, Zoom Mike could do what we're doing. So I have no idea who's on here. It just shows me to um, me and you. Okay. I won't know. So in the meantime, um, for those who don't know, um, Destiny on Purpose, we're going into our last, almost our last week of uh, fasting of our 21 day fast. And I was a part of something that I've never seen done before, where we, um, because of how we're doing everything, the pandemic, um we did monday and wednesday we were on zoom we had 30 minutes whoever he selected 30 minutes of prayer and 30 minutes of teaching which have been awesome by the way tuesday evening at um, dop the actual physical church 10626 west chicago correct yes um, at 6.30, we have um, prayer and the prophetic um, release, which has been awesome. And Thursday, we've had um, prayer physically at the church, 10626 Chicago, West Chicago. Um, Thursday at 6.30, again, is prayer, and then we go into Bible enrichment which have been awesome as well. And then Friday, we had um, Zoom as well as in phys I mean physical um, fitness at eight o'clock. So this Friday coming up, if I'm not mistaken, next week we will be in revival. So we praise the Lord for that. Um, and we will tell about the time at a later time of what's going on but i thank god for um lady lee being here and as soon as our apostle comes out of the um barber shop he will be able to grace us with his new haircut exactly <laughs> oh my goodness and and i'm sure because he has been talking to me all week how, how he was so excited about coming on and being able to share his story and he has a story to tell um i told him that i wanted to tell the people about the price he had to pay for the anointing that he has when i say i have not experienced the anointing like this before now i've been in several types of churches but this man right here if he if he see it you can take it to several banks, as I say. Come on, uh, Bank of America, let's go. He 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 will go back all the way until you was born, even thought of. Okay, he's sure enough can see. Mm -hmm. And I, I like the fact that even in um, him 
and how he flows. If you doing something you ain't supposed to be doing, God will definitely give it to him to get yourself together. No longer do you have to be in a service knowing you doing something wrong and God does not speak to you about getting yourself together. He preached last Sunday, get yourself together privately before you be exposed publicly. Mm -hmm. And when I say he ministered that thing, or should I say, um, he ministered to us. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it was awesome to hear. Um, I don't think there was a dry eye in the church. And I don't think it was too many people that didn't get not get delivered that Sunday because of what has been told. Um, also, um, Lady Lee, while I have you here, you mentioned that you're not a cooker per se. Mm -mm. So I get teased a lot because my husband is a cooker. Mm hmm. I just was blessed with uh, my ex-husband was a cooker. My husband is a cooker. I never had to cook. Now, I work, but I don't cook. See, I have to cook. It's a necessity. My husband, he's not a cooker, but he can cook some things. And the things that he can cook, he cannot have anymore. Wow. So, um, that's why I said I'm grateful for the mothers of the churches because you know, uh, Mother Louise, she came right in and said, you know what? I'm taking the load off of your hands. And if I could have did a cartwheel or flip down a couple of streets, I would have done that. It's because that's what I've been praying for, that somebody will assist me even in that area because I always say that cooking is another job. You have to go to the grocery store. You got to shop. You got to come back. You got to prepare the meal. You got to wait till it's done. You got to prepare the plate. You got to do everything. And so I don't mind doing it if I knew how to do everything. Now, it's some things that I can cook that I will cook to make sure that my household is fed. But after a while, you get tired of eating the same thing. So, you know, I do now I, I do cook. I do. But, you know, when it comes to macaroni and fried chicken and greens and I can cook all that. But the healthy stuff is not on my list. I only got maybe a couple of healthy uh, recipes that I do. But however, I do cook some things and I have to cook because my husband, you know, I tell people all the time, he like a big baby and he like to be served. So that's why I said my job is never done. <laughs> it's never done is because I have so many responsibilities um, that is like, Lord, preserve me, preserve my body that I may do and not lack your will for, for my life. So we just got blessed where we had a three to four slot. So what's gonna happen is for those who are on, this one is going to end and I will start another one right after this in like two minutes. Okay. So, um, Pastor Apostle will have enough time to go forth and we can still talk until he gets out of this barbershop with this cut, okay? Amen. <laughs> um, <laughs>